Hey, this is John Reap from the Country-ish Podcast on the All Things Comedy Network. No sports? No problem. My bookie offers the latest and most popular sport game titles and state-of-the-art software. No need to leave the comfort of your home. It's all at your fingertips. Featuring a truly flawless live casino, complete with professional dealers, as well as a large selection of classic and progressive slots games, plus the greatest selection of video poker variants. They really do offer something for everyone. Take advantage of their daily promotions for the casino, which includes bonuses, cash backs, raffles, free chips, and free spins for you to increase your chances of winning every single day. Also, you can put your skills to the test in their latest free blackjack and slots tournaments, which includes a free 10K prize pool blackjack tournament. Stuck at home? Don't even sweat it. They got you covered. Join now and start winning big today. Sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout? My bookie pays fast when you win. With decades of experience, great customer service, and hassle-free transactions, why would you bet anywhere else? Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code ATCCASINO for a 150% bonus on your first deposit. Bet with the biggest, win with the best, only at my bookie. Till the tears run down from my eyes, Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody, can anybody find me? Somebody to love. Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Don't try to run, don't try to hide. You're still your car without thinking twice. Stop the party, hide your shit. Believe this is the hell What's up, fool? Podcast with Felipe Esparza and Rodrigo Torres. Yeah, man. This show is brought to you by, by your reviews. <laughs> your reviews, your comments. Your views, your comments. So Thumbs keep up. them coming. Um, today, um, last week, I, went, I was, went to a place, and the guy goes, hey, man, you're real funny. I said, you have an iPhone? Yeah. Subscribe them right there. Oh, hell yeah, dog. That's I how I do it. it. Then I gave, him four, gave, gave myself four stars. <laughs> Cause, dude, it totally I'm doing works. the same thing that the politicians are doing, bro. You have to Stealing do Stealing like votes. <laughs> Carpet bagging. Yeah, man. I try to find out where the where most of my fans are. Southgate. You oh, know, hell yeah. Just dude. hang out in Southgate. HP. Huntington Park. Right Huntington there. Park. Shout outs, man, to Carlos Fig on Twitter. He sent us some coffee from City Bean Coffee. Have you had it? Yeah, dude, it's fucking my favorite one is the uh, the Rwanda Dukende Kawa. <laughs> that one's bomb, dude. The Colombian one's all right, but the other one's good, dog. Doesn't yeah, all man. coffee come from Africa? When I when I when I see expect when when I get Colombian coffee, like it should be dark roast. I don't who, who wants Colombian medium roast? Yeah, light blonde. It's blonde, man. Hey, you like dark coffee? It's like too, saying, huh? man, I want pure Coke. You want it powdery? You want baby powder? What kind of powder you want it? 
Fuck that. I like black, bro. Don't step on that shit. I never thought that I'll start liking coffee black. I still don't like I it, though. I do, man. And I started off with cream and sugar. Because yeah. my mom used to hook it up, man. My mom got me started drinking coffee early. When we were little kids. I used to like drinking that shit. My mom took me to Newberry's, Woolworth, bro. Woolworth. In, in downtown LA, man. It's like in 1982, I think, or 83. Vamos al centro. Vamos al centro, mijo, las compras. It was one of those days, man, when you're... When you're your mom kidnapped your ass, dog. When you thought it was going to be at one of those, you could just stay home and watch Tarzan. Hell no, nah, fool. Or watch Batman and Robin at home or or look for the, the fools that didn't go to school and hang out. Hell no. That's nah. the shit, man. Kicking it. But nah, man, my mom took me around and um, we went to El Piojito, bro. Damn, that's in East LA. It was in East LA. No, El Piojito right there by MacArthur Park, still open. Really? Yeah, it was right next to a tamale place by MacArthur Park and right there, bro. You could buy corduroy pants back in the day for 10 bucks. Are you serious? Corduroy. They had all the colors. Like, if you're a cholo in that area, like, maybe you're from 18th Street or MS-13 or Clanton 14, Damn. whatever gangs in that area, man. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm like Rockwood, whatever. Those guys, this is before they were all gangbangers because I remember it was just a football team. These gangs were football teams. Um, they were actual football teams, except the one. The other one, the last one. They mm-hmm. were never a football team. Um, um, we used to go there, and my mom would buy the fake stuff there. Like Le- Levi's, Corduroy's, they probably cost like 14, 15 bucks. They were expensive. Mm-hmm. But right here at this place, they saw the same type of jeans, but with no label and no designs. Like the Levi's had the two guys on a horse. But these Levi's, bro, they had a guy being hung. <laughs> A guy being dragged by a horse. So we used to get the corduroys there, man, at El Piojito. And um, and also khakis and the fake Converse. The Converse that look like Converse, but they don't have the stripe. Or the star. They're just cons. Because <laughs> you were Basic. conned. Yeah. So that day my mom took me out, dude. And then we were both together, man. I don't know how many goddamn buses we caught. Just we you caught, and her? Just her and I. This before the trains, so we took like three buses. We took the the Montebello bus, and then we took another bus to MacArthur Park, and we did our shopping. And I remember holding bags. Full, it started raining. Uh, Hardcore rain, like no umbrella, no umbrella. Of course, no umbrella, dog. <laughs> My family don't buy umbrellas. That means we have to buy nine umbrellas. Imagine if my whole family went out and it started raining. Shit, my dad would use that to go, oh, let's go back home. <laughs> we would stop wherever we were going. We never continued on the trip anywhere. If it started raining, forget about it. My dad would just, like, come out of the shower and put on his clothes. He said, no, we ain't going to go nowhere. It's too dangerous. <laughs> it's too dangerous for my slick tires. So it started raining, fool. My mom, we had a mom and son moment, probably our own. Only one that involved her not beating my ass or pulling my hair to get these fractions going. Uh-huh. She bought me a hamburger, bro, at this little ass um, mom and pop place. And I got a hamburger and fries with a coffee, Playboy. <laughs> with a fucking coffee. Like a boss. Then my mom sat down and told me how much she hated my dad over coffee. You're fucking lying, dog. Coffee makes motherfuckers open up, dog. Conversation, bro. Anyway, so. 
<laughs> she brought me a cup of here. coffee there, bro. So after that, bro, I started smelling coffee. I will, I will cross my knee, bro. I will put my leg over, wait for my little cup. <laughs> With your little spoon, dog. <laughs> Waiting, bro, like percolating. Yeah, so she bought me a cup of coffee, and I think that was my first cup of coffee. I must have been like these 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, man. And I always liked the taste of, um, and my mom liked apple pie. She also bought pie, bro. Damn, dog. Shit, we never had the house. And I'm thinking to myself, how many times this woman had pie without us? <laughs> That's her spot, dog. And I guess when you get when you get when you get old, not old, but you're an adult, you can do shit like that, huh? Hell yeah, dude. Like, you know, fuck my family. I'm gonna have me a solid ass grilled cheese with five cheese in the middle. <laughs> so my mom had apple pie. She, no, no, she would she she didn't get apple pie. Apple pie is something else. She started drinking coffee with a slice of cheese on the side mm-hmm. and pie. Then I remember later on, I saw that taxi driver, Robert De Niro, the taxi driver. He eats apple pie with a slice of cheese on the side. It's a old school deli thing. I, think. I don't know, ma'am, but that shit's good. So I had that too with my mom, like a slice of cheese. I didn't have the cheese, but I thought that shit was nasty. But later on, as an adult, remember we used to go to, to the delis, canters, and the other place, and I would say, yeah, man, can I get a slice of cheese? Then I saw on the deli, it said, apple pie a la mode, or with a slice of cheese. Yeah, because I've seen it where people put it on top warm. Yeah, right? I don't like it on top, man. I like. I used to like it before I was vegan, like a big slab of Monterey Jack fat, and then like it rice, you know, it's, it's melted, but you get a dip of the cheese, and you put it in the apple pie and forget about it, bro. Because yeah, the crust is fucking butter, you know what I mean? Cheese butter. It's good. Mad mix. I know how to make shit fatter now. <laughs> Hell For yeah, real, man. Know. My mom taught me how to Rich. make shit fatter. Like if somebody shows up with like a with an enchilada and it goes, bro, you know what the enchilada needs? <laughs> Give it some life. That dog. should be my movie, man. A fat ass fool, man. That should be my my cooking show. <laughs> fucking. You know what that shit needs? <laughs> what you got there, bro? You got a fucking bagel, bagel with cream cheese? Oh man. You know what that shit needs right now, bro? Some fucking bacon bits. Hell yeah, make that shit more rich. Dog. Dude, I remember the first time I had a bagel. I said, what the fuck? That shit was good. Just normal style? Normal style. It was warm, and they put in some cream, cream cheese. cheese. But later on, man, I started being fat, and I started eating at Noah's Bagel. Remember to put a Noah's yeah, Bagel? Man, that used to be my shit, man. Locks, dog. Smoke a fat-ass bowl, get on a Volvo, and whoever's chick spent the night that night... We went to Noah's Bagel, bro. <laughs> this is when I started getting fat and juicy, bro. <laughs> Looking like that Biggie small sauce. I used dog. to fucking put half butter on one bagel, like a lot of butter, and the other side of the bagel, all cream cheese, bro. <laughs> and then when I'm eating it, there's like this goo of yellow butter and cream cheese together, man. Making like, love and... It all belongs together, fool. It was good. I just like fuck. I eat that shit like a sandwich, dog. For I, I remember, I, I took those bagels to my mom's house one time because no one spent the night. It was just me. Uh-huh. So I said, "I'm gonna see what what's up with these fools, man. What they know about bagels?" <laughs> so I went over there, fool, and I bought a bunch of bagels, fool. I remember I don't know if it was my dad or my mom. You know, they bought some slice, those motherfuckers, right? But they just <laughs> ripped it and half dipped it. <laughs> Started biting it. I've seen people do it, dog. They but they just them, broke dog. it in half. And t- he, started, he just started biting it, bro. Like, <laughs> it was a fucking donut. <laughs> yeah. Stan Agrias. 
My dad thought it was like a bad donut. I know it sounds hacky, but he really thought it was a donut, man. Chingas tu madre con esto. No, and then they say you got to warm it up and shit. So then, instead of like um, cutting it in half and putting a, a thing, motherfucker couldn't wait, dog. Oh, hell no. He just no. fucking broke it in half and was dipping it and eating it. Like it was <laughs> chips. It was like, it was like it was a pita and hummus. A piece of bread and shit, dog. But that shit's good. So that was my first cup of coffee, man. And ever since then, I always like, my mom would make coffee at home just for her and I. And um, she would use that um, leche de clavel. The carnation, evaporated milk. Evaporated milk. And then um, she would put the coffee. And it was fucking, it was in the fucking Starbucks back in the day, man. It wasn't no city bean coffee that Silos from Fig on Twitter gave us. It was fucking Nescafe coffee, bro. Like instant coffee. Water and a powder. Hot water? Was that all the water, all the coffee people drank back then or what? That, Did you have well, a coffee maker? Yeah. Fuck no, not till later. My mom always made it like that. But Nescafe. coffee maker's been around forever, right? Yeah, I only think offices. Yeah, yeah. I don't see them in Mad Men. I don't watch nah. Mad Men. Back in the day, it was just like tea and hot water, like that. That way, you know. Coffee. That's what I think. Yeah, I don't think you really brewed it, dude. Unless you went to a spot. McDonald's coffee was the shit back in the day. Remember? Yeah, also, my mom loves McDonald's coffee. Still to this day, I remember that shit. My mom, she taught me that. Uh, my mom taught me that to you could judge every restaurant by how good that coffee is. Yeah, dude. She's the coffee sucks. Get the fuck out of there. Dude. So next, because sometimes, man, coffee does suck some places, man. Like the coffee at IHOP is fucking shitty, but they got five flavor syrups. They don't make up for that shit, dog. But I mean, the coffee's supposed to like wake you up and go, oh, dude, this is good. Or what, what's next, dude? Let's like mix coffee it with the food. At, like when you have good coffee, like City Bean coffee from this guy, or or coffee like at Starbucks, like coffee at Starbucks, oily and greasy and black, huh? <laughs> the dark roast. It's like they strain. It's like if. If fucking if they were, if, if um, Starbucks with hash, Starbucks would be Afghani whammy, huh? Because <laughs> they roast it right, hardcore. Hardcore, huh? To get all that shit out, dog. Man, one day, man, I'm gonna have my, go and get my own beans, bro. <laughs> what are you fucking about, this motherfucker? <laughs> or the donkey, yeah, dog. Yeah, man. So that was my first cup of coffee, and but now I'm, I met I met Lisa, my wife, and she started drinking black coffee, and I said, "What the fuck?" And I would see drink, people drink black. Coffee with no sugar, people. And me, I'm the kind of guy that loves, used to love half and half coffee and a lot of sugar. Sweeten it up. But then I thought, realizing I was wasting the coffee right there. Well, because the coffee is supposed to be all about taste, really. Yeah. And being black, huh? And I never knew taste before I started drinking it black. And you have that hardcore Nescafe you got to kill with a little bit of sugar and creamer, dog. Yeah, man. Because ground worst coffee is probably the worst coffee out there, man. Oh, hell yeah. It's mad And they process. always show up early. Like, wherever a hipster area is about to be hipster, but not really. <laughs> Want to be hipster, dog? For real, like, when the place is about to show up. We got to give a shout out to hipsters, bro. They show <laughs> up with no guns, no bullets, and they take over the whole neighborhood. Just with intellect. <laughs> kind of like the Mi- Cubans did to Miami. <laughs> have the Mexicans doing in California. Yeah, but the Cubans have flavor, though, dog. Yeah, Cuban, I mean, dude, Cuban coffee, Cuban food? coffee, bro. Please, dog, and then fucking Cuban sandwiches and fucked Cuban food, dog. Come on, dog. It's all pork and shit. It's all fat, rich shit, dog. Coño, por eso estoy grande. Obama was over there, bro. Uh, oh yeah, dog. He went people over. People are everybody all mad. He shook why he's over there. While while people are dying in Syria, people. Let me tell you, man. Obama 
could be anywhere and people are dying. Oh, yeah, no matter where he's at. No matter PC. where he goes, people are dying. Right now, hold on, someone's dying. Right now, every fucking second of your fucking life. I like lifted hospital, motherfuckers are dying right now. Hell Everybody yeah. is dying, man. But they like to use that as talking points, huh? Of course, dude. They just want to bash him. The shit I seen on him was, remember, there he was a pitcher in front of Che and he's giving a speech or saying hello. And there's, oh, my God, how is he going to be in front of some Marxist socialist? It's Marxist like, socialist. And then they had a picture of Reagan. He was over there in the fucking, uh, in the Soviet Union. You know what I mean? All these fools take pictures like that. It's part of diplomacy, dog. Come on, fool. What are you going to do? It's foreign he's policy. He's over there playing baseball and Americans are dying. He's just trying to get Starbucks to Cuba, bro. That's all he's doing. McDonald's. People too. understand, man, that... um. Jay-Z and Beyonce were, were there before Obama, and they got all pissed off. Oh, that was crazy, too, man. But so was Eric Andre, the comedian. Oh, hell Go yeah. Go through his pages. Eric Andre was over there, too. He was all taking pictures. And also, remember shit, Tony huh? Sanchez, the photographer for Gabriel Iglesias? His cousin Shiny used to go forehead. in and out of Cuba all the time. I heard that you can do it through Mexico. Yeah. That way they don't stay. And they don't set How about all those fools that are, that are leaving Miami, bro? Fucking bandaging their... What about tortillas? They're, they're bad... <laughs> They're bandaging their luggage, bro. Oh, yeah. So they supposedly don't go in there and take something or to fucking yeah. put something in there. And those fucking the Miami uh, airport um, luggage wraps. Lambs. <laughs> <laughs> the true LA gangster right there. Yeah, bro. man. Anyway, we'll get back to that, man. Write that down. <laughs> back to the shout out, bro. Read that, bro. Who the hell is that? That's Mikey Avelli. Shout out to Mikey Avelli, Mr. Chevy 1950, Drew Fiss. Jesus underscore 45 and Adias M2 for the great reviews on iTunes. Thank you. Yeah, also, man. Be Rich, Angie Gutierrez, Jerry Mism. That fool gives a lot of comments yeah, Jerry on, He's on cool SoundCloud. Fuck. He's a badass artist, dog. The Fields Bro, Kelly Importa. I like that one. Kelly Importa. I think that's a play on words. And Manny Murillo. Not Murillo Torta, but what's up, fool? Comments on SoundCloud. You have a show coming up. Yeah, April 15th at the Ice House Stage 2. And also, we have a show April 20. 420. 420 for the Whistleful Podcast, April 20. 100th episode. 100th episode. It won't be live, people, because, you know, a lot of comedians, they, don't, they want their um their first five minutes to be on the Tonight Show. They don't want it to be on a podcast. <laughs> and and also, if, if, also, if we play them on SoundCloud, you know, they could never get paid through Sound Exchange. Give me a lot of inside information, but that's how it works. <laughs> Behind the curtain, you know. What time is the 420 show on 420? 8 p.m., right? 8 p.m. You want to be in it? Uh, yeah, man. I'm all over it. Okay, you're on, you're on bro. <laughs> you're on it. You're on it, man. Hell yeah, dog. What's up, fool? What's Podcast up, with Rodrigo Torres right here, chilling like a villain right yeah, here man. with his tight-ass jacket. <laughs> Looking like, co- looking like one of Beyonce's dancers. <laughs> looking like a panther. This fool's wearing a nice black bomber jacket, but those man, those fucking zipper are bright. There's <laughs> solid gold. It was my time to shine, Doc. They're bright, bro. <laughs> you had those put in. You had them switched out from the dude, brushed nickel. <laughs> this fool said brushed nickel. <laughs> like, no, dude, I kind of didn't want to wear it because it seemed too fucking loud. But I was like, I was tired of wearing my other jackets. I'm like, fuck it. Dog. It's right, bro. You're a, you're a, you're a, you're a message carrier. Yeah. <laughs> you and your sister were the same size. This hey, motherfucker, <laughs> dog. <laughs> Give it up for Gordy. You know what? Up What's one. up, fool, man? We have a guest today all the way from Lakewood, Whittier, Norwalk. Still Beach, Rossmore, and Los 
and Herbosa. I'm back with the old lady, so I'm not in Lakewood anymore. <laughs> He's back in Whittier, cocksuckers. It's like the material keeps working it out, you know? What's up, man? It's, we, we know each other for a very long time. 22 Probably years. Since I started doing stand-up comedy. Yeah, man. And when uh, my first TV credit was on Showtime Latino Laugh Festival, remember I told you? And he was the one. That was that he, my Luca. That was his, his, his um, he, he's the one that talk, talked to Pat Buckles. And, that, and then I auditioned and I got it. Hell yeah, though. And he was one of the comedians there with also as Greg Geraldo. Yeah. Cheech Marine. They did a party with Cheech Marine in the room, bro. Oh, yeah? All, all night, look, trying to find the room. Because <laughs> 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 I'm glad they didn't go, bro, because I heard a lot of pot smoking. Back then, I was like, say no to drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Straight Cheech was, uh Cheech was on point, you know? He let us uh, smoke uh, doobage up there, and then he ordered room. You know, because you, you forget how, like, multimillionaires are, right? He orders room service. And they just bring in, I don't know, like a hundred bottles of beer, almost like that song, right? <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> and there's about a dozen crew and then a dozen uh, talent and their uh, girlfriends or what have you, you know? Uh, and it was awesome. It was great. Just because he's right, he's so big, you know, because uh, of his films and everything else. It's weird when you're sitting across from him and he's, uh, you know how he is, he's so easygoing. He puts you at ease right away. I was in there, bro. Can you find the room? <laughs> ah, you couldn't find Were those back in the, in the Nash Bridges days or what? Yes. They're closer, yes. This was Nash Bridges days, yeah. No, but no mustache. That was, that was during the time Gary Minky was the bartender on that Nash Bridges. <laughs> yeah! And, uh, do you know Gary Minky? <laughs> Minky used to book one-nighters for Tampa. Yes. <laughs> he got minkied. Yeah. He got minkied, bro. Oh, man. That he, dude. Then he oh, in the Midwest. Man. Gary Minky, he told us that. Yeah, guys, um, back in the, when I was on Nash Bridges, I was a bartender at that bar. <laughs> and I tried to find my IMDb oh, everywhere really? and nothing, bro. Yeah. But he was legendary because he was the sort of comic early on. He would get free passes from the club, and then he would take you to Subway or uh, Pizza Hut and get free food and trade out the passes. <laughs> that said VIP. If, yeah, man. VIP except for events where you really want to be Come a on, VIP. Bro, you, you know? Those are minky dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Gary right. Mickey dollars. That's He's not right. the only one that's done that, man. That. A lot of comedians have done that. I remember um, we talked about it, bro. When we had Joy Medina on the show and <laughs> Willie Barcena. Sup, bro? Um, and they had that other comedian, Ernie G, and he started doing the same thing. He traded tickets for a whole TV set from, from Blockbuster, bro. They were Ernie, scandalous, They were Ernie dog. G dollars, bro. <laughs> Uh, Ernie, G Ernie G is scandalous. But let me bro. tell you, man, you, you need <laughs> no, he is, he's you need two million Ernie G dollars for one for a half a Dougie point. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. So what's going on, man? What do you, why would you say that? <laughs> no, Ernie G will put this stuff out on, on blast on social media, right? I'll say, hey, I'll do an inspirational comedy show. There won't be a lot of comedy, but I'll uh, fill the time. I love my life. And I'm like, no, you don't. You're closeted. You struggle with it. You can't come out because you're such a wussy. Come on, you coward. <laughs> you pinned the tail on the you donkey, Jane. You're shameless. Nothing wrong with blowing balloons. <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with it. But uh, he came out to do a set once. Um, and then on stage, this is peculiar. Someone's on stage for like seven minutes. And they're spending six minutes going, you know, I don't usually do this. I do corporates. You're like, okay, you fucking told us that uh, 17 times. How about like three minutes of material, motherfucker? <laughs> How about three minutes? 
It's a seven-minute set. How about just two minutes of material? How about 30 seconds of crowd work? Anything. You know, a thousand parts. No, he's a good guy. <laughs> hey, man, that was... um. I know, disingenuous. I don't know we whatever. went fast forward about how we met, but that was during a time when, like, um, when they were trying to heat up Latino comedy because Spice the Def Jam up, was so big. So everybody had a Latino night. That when, when that guy that used to manage with his underwear... Um, Mercedes. Mercedes had the... Oh, uh, John Mercedes. <laughs> remember he had the... May he rest in peace. He, he died? Yeah. When? Damn. Uh, he died about uh, two years ago for being hacky. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been something else. Right? <laughs> Dude, I remember... It carried him away. I went bench. with Willie Barcena to pick up a script from his house, and I, I don't know if he, he had little Willie with him or someone, and he, Willie got mad. Because that fool answered the door with no shirt. and John just, Mercedes? And did? just his underwear on, bro. <laughs> he was a strange cat. At one time, he was, he was king, man. You know, he handled uh, uh, the Ralph young lady Mouth. from... Well, no, well, that, I th- perhaps, but Patsy. also... Um, who was the young Squiggy. lady? Uh, Charlene Tilton from Dallas? Is that what it was? Yeah. So he was telling me once, he goes, yep, I had a plane... I was kicking ass. I, you know, I was like, you know, boss hog in, in Hollywood with a couple of key clients. And he said, uh, you know, Dallas went off the air. Uh, the client left me. Couldn't fill the, you know, couldn't fill the plane with gas. Couldn't keep it maintained. Had to sell the plane. You know, like all this stuff. And there's, you know, people that do that. They just bite off more than they can chew once they get a little taste. But he probably could have been doing fine if he just would have just stood pat, you know, and just. By the way, how is Pat Buckles? She's great. She's a New Yorker thing, right? I don't know. Does she uh, move to New York? Because her, her children are grown now. They are grown. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to equate Pat Buckles to John Mercedes because she has much more integrity. Hell yeah. And I like John. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say it like that. But he was like an old school kind of shyster. Very Pat's, old school, man. Pat's bare knuckles. She goes after it. He'll, he'll, man, Mercedes will show up. Like, he's going to make the duo of the century at, at the improv. Like, he'll show up, man, like an old school manager with a hat, a big <laughs> coat. Then an overcoat for that coat. Very show business. And then long piano scarves. You're lying, like dog. Like one, one of those scarves, but with piano keys on it. Like <laughs> from like the Casablanca days when you'd hang yeah. out, you know, one of those. Uh, and wives. He had a, a black wife, huh? Didn't he? Uh, well, he had, he had a wife. Uh, when I first met him, she had uh, gone on vacation. But uh, the dude he turned me on to who was really cool was from Avery and Schreiber. Avery Schreiber was yeah. cool. He was, he was the original like guy buddies. from ST. No, you were from Second City? No, no, Avery. It was Avery and Schreiber. They were like one of those back in the day when they'd have the teams, you know? The His own theater. Teams, like Rowan and Martin. Yeah. He had curly hair yeah, and a mustache. Great. He was like, an, Wonderful like, guy. like an, a free, he was a Frito Bandito. Uh, and he was on Laughing, maybe? Yeah. Like he was classic. Uh, he liked my jokes, bro. I put um, Tony Remover, my grandma, and she's hot now. I think they were gonna. <laughs> I think they were going to uh, try to do a special. Yes, but um, you know, back then it was much different. Now, you know, like I saw Owen Smith, he did a special with iPhones. Yeah, right? <laughs> but back then, you know, you had to have a, a, a whole crew. Yeah, five cameras and everything compressors else. and trailers and, all and shit. these things. Yeah, yeah, it was like a monster endeavor, like doing a network show. What was Avery? I know Avery Schreiber because. Avery Schreiber, he started like a like a sketch comedy class, and I was trying to go to it, but it cost money back then. Everything cost money, sure. So I went with I, I couldn't join that. So 
my I went to the um the night night show with Dream Pump. Dream Pump of the night night show. See, that was a shirt, bro. Give yourselves a round of applause. <laughs> hey, hey, I never thought I'd go from a security guard to hosting a That's show for right. the Dream Pump of the night. Dude, you're one of my sidekicks. Right? I was a psych- I was a sidekick after you kicked the guy out the second season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My sidekicks would get fired all the time. This was you the guys shit, do that man. Fire, get fired on the air. HBO Workspace. Yeah, Dream Pumper. First of all, when I met him. I met him through Willie Barsena. And Johnny Sanchez. Johnny Sanchez before Willie Barsena turned into Dark Senna. He <laughs> yeah, was a young, pretty boy, pretty boy, young, good looking guy, was. nice He's guy. He's devilishly handsome. Yeah. And we, Something we did went the, wrong, bro. We, we did the protest, uh, the yes. Tonight Show, the, the mock protest. Tonight it's Show. A That's a good story right there. Silly protest. Yeah. Tonight Show has just hired Jay Leno. He's been on for about a year, and the whole year. The black comedians and the Latino comedians noted that he didn't put no Latino or black comedians, or for a matter of fact, no comedians. Period. Right? No, it was no, no. It was he and he had been on there for a year and a half. He had broken in sixty-eight new stand-up comics. Sixty-eight, two were black, none were Hispanic. Sixty-six white dudes, right? And a few chicks. And but my point was simply, and our point was simply, look. Uh, about maybe a fifth of them were good. Okay, well, <laughs> four fifths were terrible. Hey, we got terrible comics. Put us on. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's really kind of the theory because people will be, hey, yeah, man, we got to meet this creative criteria. Hey, if they were all brilliant, we take our hats off to them. But they weren't all brilliant. They were just all white. They there was were just no brilliantly standard. white. Yes. Yeah, there was no creative standard. They just had to meet this sort of ethnic criteria, and it was absurd. Uh, and then to Jay's credit. I will say we met at the improv and he had me give him a list of like two dozen comics who I thought maybe he overlooked, right? And most of them did the show. Some of them got invited back, you know, because they, they, they uh, knocked it out. Some of them didn't get invited back, you know. Some become some became writers on the show. Uh, but awesome. uh, but nonetheless, I, I wasn't trying to be the point person. What happened was we had an event for the National Hispanic Media Coalition. And we were talking to them about doing uh, this uh, protest, right? And uh, this is in 94, and, and Prop 187 was out. So there's a lot of anti-Latino backlash. And when that's happening in Los Angeles, like, like you know, especially when that's happening in Los Angeles, which is like, you know, native Chicano, this is like the Mecca. The nucleus. You know I mean? We were Mexico before we were, you know, the U.S. Uh, treated Guadalupe was never ratified, but I digress. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. All I'll say it is. So... Uh, then my girlfriend at the time, she's like, yeah, you got to do a press release. So we do this press release, and they need a name and phone number for a contact on the press release. So I'm like, all right, put my name down. You know, uh, I don't give a shit. And then uh, I'm talking on the radio to someone about the protest because now the press release went out, and all these some media outlets are aware of it. And uh, Jay Leno calls. He calls me. Hey, man, home, what's right? going on, man? And hey, I didn't know, team. Yeah, I didn't know what was him at first. And he goes, I'm calling about the protest. And I said, well, who's this? <laughs> he, goes, <laughs> he goes, well, who's this? And I, and yes. I said, I'm on the radio uh, right now doing an interview. I'll, I'll be done in five minutes. He goes, I'll call back. I'm like, all right. So he calls again. <laughs> He goes, yeah, I'm talking about the protest. And I said, okay. I said, well, who's this? He goes, who's this? Like, the same thing again, like, you know, Three Stooges. And I said, <laughs> I said, this is Gene, I said, this is Gene Popa. He goes, well, this is Jay Leno. He goes, first of all, pal, let me tell you this. You got to learn to get your track. You got you to learn to get your facts straight. <laughs> I said, okay. What? What I go, well, okay, what's your point? 
He says, let me tell you a few black and Latino comics have done a Tonight Show. He goes, John Mendoza, George Wallace, whatever he says. I said, hey, Jay, we're not questioning that Carson didn't book black and Hispanic comics. We're saying since you've taken over, there hasn't been any Hispanic comics and only two two black comics. He goes, listen, maybe I should have more, uh, what do you say, more prop backs and uh, 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 some flamenco guitar players on the show. Jesus. And I go, hey, Jay, I'm not equating black and Hispanic comics to flamenco, flamenco guitar players <laughs> and prop backs. He goes, now you're calling me a racist. If you're going to call me a racist, all my attorneys contact you and you can deal with them. You know what I said? I go, cool. Have them contact me. I'll turn them over to the legal counsel from the National Hispanic Media Coalition and they can work it out in the litigation. Hey, I'm not trying to fight you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you think? What do you think you're talking to a fucking field hand over here? Like, yeah, hey, motherfucker. <laughs> first of all, stop fucking yelling at me. You're not my dad, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't work for you, bitch. You know, you know how comics are. First you're like, okay, but then you're like, hey, fucking take it easy with the temper, fuck face. You know, but he was like oh, really aggressive. And then as time uh uh, wore on. He kind of mellowed out, and he goes, "I go, hey man." I, he goes, "Well, he goes, I'll take a look at it." But 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 I go, "Look, man, um, I can't, you know, stop the protest. It's already in process." And he goes, "I don't care if you protest." So then we protest. L.A. Times is like a half page article on it. Daily awesome. News does a piece, and uh, we're all there, bro. It's, oh, it's awesome. <laughs> With Rudy Moreno, oh, Willie Barsetta, Johnny Sanchez. A lot of people have just met white comics too, black comics, Asian oh. comics, and we're all wearing um, the oh. little Groucho Marx. Yeah, because it was Glasses. Halloween. It was mm-hmm. Halloween. Yeah. So we're wearing the, Groucho, the, days, yeah. the hats and the mustache, and dude, like they're Groucho, asking everybody yeah. their name, and they ask Willie, the camera, what's your name? And Willie goes, my name is Rudy Moreno. Fool, <laughs> 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 Rudy Moreno got pissed. I bet, dog. He got mad. Rudy's dog. a trip, man. You More mad than one like more mad I fucking die Fucking hysterical Like more mad than when More mad took More his, uh, mad email list. More mad More ah, mad Ah Ernie G. Jack his email list Yeah oh, more two mad in a pod Cause he Cause Probably cause had the same email list Cause he Cause supposedly Rudy Moreno More Chicano But fucking what We I just mean? proved right now That this guy's been Chicano to the bones Since day one I'll help mean actor This over he here He's the one who took one For the team right there You know Hasn't been to NBC since <laughs> And, um, <laughs> That's true. But it was fun. They were in, they were in everybody. I was an open yeah. mic. I was there with the big shots. And full, <laughs> Willie was dressed like, like they were going to ask him to do a Tonight Show set. <laughs> yeah, everyone. Yeah, no. And, and, you you know, know, and Carlos Oscar was there. Carlos Oscar, uh, Luke Torres. Shit, Wiley Roberts. Yeah. Uh, we and, were deep, And that man. black comic, that's a, he's like an actor now. He does a lot of commercials. Uh, uh, Mark Weedle. Mark Weedle. Yeah, Mark yeah, Weedle. Mark Weedle. Yeah, we actually had nice. It was about you know forty, fifty people. Nothing. It we had signs, bro. NBC. It said no blacks, Chicanos. Yeah, and that's what we had. Yeah, we had, we had a bunch of signs. Rudy, to his credit, he was carrying a sign saying "Lose weight now." Ask me how. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, some of them didn't make any sense. One of them said, "That shit was killer." Yeah. Actually, but the reporter in there. One of them, one <laughs> of them <laughs> said, "Rudy Moreno, I'm at the ice house." <laughs> no, that was uh, 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 Sat- Renee Sandoval. Renee Sandoval. He's trying to plug stuff, and Rick Nahara is trying to plug things. Oh my god! Yeah, all those fools. I mean, yeah. everybody there. Everybody from Latino Night at the Comedy Store was there. But uh, uh, then uh, who was the oh? Uh, 
shit. Uh, oh, then someone was carrying a sign that said artichokes three for a dollar. Like just <laughs> something to make sense. And so the people and so what happened was the 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 taping had just let out during the protest. So all these audience members walked out. Some didn't get. They go, "What's the artichokes three for a dollar?" And like you know, it's a NBC no beige comics, NBC no brown comics, NBC no black comics, right? So we had all these like little play on words and stuff. Um, but some of the audience members, they kind of didn't know what, what hit them. They were like, what is, "What's going on?" But it was kind of a lighthearted protest. So you know, it was tongue in cheek. So it wasn't like we were being that militant, but it was funny. And, uh, and got great. news, and they got news, and it got press. And Leno was so not. Listen, I never did the Tonight Show, right? Never did the Tonight Show. I did eight Conans, and I think for a second when I did that, they made me wait a couple of years, so I did my next Conan. But I don't know if that came from NBC or you know Paula Davis at the Conan Show at the time, or they wanted things to cool off. But, but whatever. And then, it, then it showed up on your background check on Last Comic Standing. Yeah, no, I know it did it. Oh my God! By the way, I should talk about this, but let me talk tell about you something. It. So I talked. I talked to you. You cut it to the bone. From I talked to you here. Fuck everybody else. You know what I mean, man? Like he put it together, bro. Nobody told him to put that shit together. You orchestrated that. It shit? worked, by the way. Well, it I co-orchestrated it, but, but yeah, I, there were no Lalos or, that's or way before. there was no Lalo Alcaraz, la, la Cucaracha there. There was no fucking the other douchebag from Orange County. Ask, uh, ask a, a Mexican. Ask a Mexican. Never have they heard about this to right now. So you got here right now. Yeah, and you know what was interesting? Uh, uh, I was just gonna say. Uh, Willie got in afterwards. Willie actually got in like uh, eleven eight, or eight twelve, or nine, right? Well, he 12, did a, a couple, were, a, a two or three, I think, were sketches or uh, remotes, rather. He yeah, there were one man in the street. Yeah, he was hosting over on the street. streets. Yeah, but I think he did nine stand-up segments. I'm pretty sure. And I did two segments until tonight's show. You did also with, with Elon Gold. Oh, with Elon Gold. Oh, okay, okay. And have you done the Tonight Show since Fallon's taken over, no. or, when, or before Leno left? No, no. You know, uh, Gabriel did it, man. He was killing him with her Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonations. Oh, I saw that. I know he did uh, just recently, right? Yeah, last yeah, weekend did, or something. Yeah, he did one. I'll recently. be back. I can't even do it. And he wore a suit. Yeah, <laughs> I know, bro. That fool looked like Very a mortuary, nice. bro. <laughs> When I saw Gary in that suit, I said, "Man, he looks—he looks like he, wrote, he works at Felipe Bags Mortuary <laughs> in Boyle Heights. He looks like DJ Ruben with a good hand." Hey, I hear stories. <laughs> I hear backstories about uh, scratching hand Felipe and Gabriel from Dan Murr. May he rest in peace. Dan Murr. Yeah, I said, "What the hell happened?" By the way, I said, "What?" Because one time he hit me up and he said, "Hey, uh, tell Gabriel, you know, I'm not fucking." You know, if he ever wants to play a club, he's got an invite, you know. He goes, I understand. The quesadilla incident. Yeah, because, uh, uh, yeah, that was an issue. And then also there was a situation at Six Shooters, right? Did you guys get in a little bit of a brawl with some fucking mush heads? I don't remember, but what happened? Uh, well, Gabriel goes, he goes, all I remember is uh, Felipe got tired of this guy, kept fucking talking shit, talking shit. And I guess he put his hands on you or something. And you fucking swung on him, right? And kind of took him out pretty quick. Headbutted that and then, uh, I, did you Willie Barcena him? Nah. <laughs> but the funniest thing was about that, dude, is that Martin punched somebody so hard. He fucked in the up back his of hand. his hand. He fucked up his hand. Broke it. And it was oh, swollen, shit. bro. Like, I'm going to get you, sucker. <laughs> it was big, man. And they took him to the emergency room. And then they saw his fucking face. 
And Ivan told me this was Ivan words. <laughs> right, right, Ivan right. words. Man, they told that fool, they got a, a bunch of me- medical technicians. Go, sir, sir, sit down, sit down. So what happened to you? What happened? And you heard? And they told them, it's my hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's not my face. It's my hand. It's my hand. Hurting. Is that like, I'm going to go get the bone oh, story, no? Oh, wow. Yeah. What a trip. <laughs> yeah, so he was telling me, uh, Fluff said, you know, we were worried because the uh, bartenders at the uh, at the bar, right? They're like, "All right, guys, we're you know, hey, everything's comped, blah blah blah." But he says one of the fucking uh, douchebags actually called the uh, law enforcement and law enforcement, and they he said uh, you were kind of you kind of went across the street and down the street a little bit around the corner. <laughs> Said, Got in the Batmobile. Yeah, yeah. He said he pulled up in the van. He goes, get in, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you jumped in like something out of Thelma Louise, right? Poor one. <laughs> I, I don't know how much this could put out there because this could incriminate everybody that was there. I don't want to incriminate anyone. Um, and then you went, and then you went, you went happened, home, right? You just flew home. I flew back of, home. What okay. happened was the situation happened, and then out of nowhere, Martin showed up, man, and oh my, my, he just, you see Martin lurch, man. Sucked up on the back back of the head, swore his hand, and he kept man. I think he should have, he should have stopped hitting that guy after the first. He probably broke it on the first hit. Yeah, he kept going, and what? Yeah, happened? You get that adrenaline going. So oh, then, uh, freaky mindset. I was trying to play it off like the guy who didn't do nothing. Everybody okay? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody okay? Everybody calm? And um, <laughs> the cops showed up, and I went whoa, and I went straight to the kitchen, bro, and I put on a little hat. <laughs> <laughs> One of the little hats, bro. A little apron. A little apron. <laughs> and I pretend I was taking trash out. And I saw the cop outside looking around. He was walking around the side, bro. And I pretend I was taking trash out. <laughs> <laughs> and I threw the trash out, right? And then I saw the fucking Gabriel pull up the Hummer, bro, in the back of the trash can, bro. And I hopped in, bro. He exit stage left. <laughs> Ah, oh, sweet, man. I ran, bro, but I, I don't know how I made it to the back of the kitchen, man. And that was the one. That was like the only bra we had with Fluffy. Yeah, but you guys got rushed, though. You guys yeah. are pretty much just protecting yourself. Hey, what was the quesadilla incident? Uh, someone <laughs> wanted a quesadilla and it wasn't well, handled. And Gabriel was low carbing, I guess. I don't uh, know what happened, but he wasn't eating a lot of damn food. He didn't like to. He got tired of fried food. I guess we will go, go through stages where none of us are eating meat. We're just eating pasta. <laughs> Fucking up our body. So Gabriel told the kitchen staff to make him a quesadilla. First of all, they don't make quesadillas at the Tempe Improv back then. So they would get a big-ass flour tortilla, and they put a gang of cheese on it, man. And then when Dan Merch saw it, you're fucking stealing from me? You're oh, fucking giving away my cheese? Man. But he didn't know it for Gabriel. It was like a misunderstanding. Oh, oh I God. see. Oh, so then shit, Gabriel okay. makes fun of him on stage. Oh, man. So it has this domino effect. All of a sudden, Gabriel's like, what the fuck, dude? I just wanted to uh, get But Dan doesn't know it's for game. Yeah. But to see, Dan was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde anyways, man. Who could be so nice, and they could be the fucking monster. Who Paulo, George Lopez got banned from the <laughs> Tempe Improv because this, he said, this is my impersonation of Paulo Francisco <laughs> and Dan Murr last weekend. And he grabbed the mic stand and he put it on his nose and went across the started stage. crawling, over, right? Start crawling. <laughs> Which is ironic because Gabriel's, I mean, Gabriel, I mean, George Lopez, uh, he's had his fair share of crawling, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. And then he got popped in that casino. At the Windsor. Yeah, he snapped or, or got a little too mushed out. 
And then um, I think this week, man, he told everybody in San Antonio. And, um, he, he apologized, was, right? He apologized. Yeah, good for him, though, for I, I, hope, I hope that's on a show, though, on his new show that's on. It's airing tonight. TV Land, right? On yeah, Friday. Yeah. And what was it's he mad 30th, about? No? Because the audience he didn't kill like he was anticipating? Or what the hell was he pissed off about? I guess he was, he was lost in the moment. Yeah, he just said fuck San Antonio or something. Oh, okay. And so they, of course, they start this whole fucking. Yeah, they got that little snippet, and then yeah. all of a sudden he fucking. Boycott George Lopez products. Oh, oh totally. <laughs> <laughs> he said, forget San Antonio. Uh, but funny. he didn't say, forget San Antonio. <laughs> Over here at the What's a Food podcast, we love San Antonio. <laughs> San Antonio is deluxe. That's why we'll be there in November. You think Julian Castro is going to be one of our next presidents? But, you know, Ooh. those are the guys, those twins, man, the Castro brothers. They're from hot. Chicago? Yeah, one of them. No, no, they're from San Antonio, man. And one of them was. He looks too weird. One dude. of them was Mayor San Antonio. His brother was. How big is he? Uh, it's like an alien dog. Well, they're kind of pretty boys. But w- one of them was mayor, and then one of them became uh, uh, urban. What is it? Housing, urban development secretary? That's his narrows, no? Henry? No, no. he's No, he got done. That's, he, yeah, that's back in the day. Because he tapped that Playboy chick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they were like, oh, that's a wrap, bro. <laughs> I was Bam. one of Clint, Clinton's boys back in the and day. People were looking for Cisneros to be the, you know. The next uh, dude. Yeah, he was going to be the next powerful Chicano, but he fucked up. You know why? Just like Villaraigosa. Some of these Mexican-Americans, I hate to say it, not to stereotype, they can't keep their goddamn chorizo in their pants. That's just the way it is. Look at Villaraigosa. He uh, became mayor. Dude, I would see him out and about. A lot. Like, he'd be in clubs and shit. Hey, what's happening, man? I'm mayor of Los Angeles. What up, girl? You know? <laughs> like, he was a player, man. And so uh, he ended up hooking up with that news anchor from, um, was it Univision? Univision? Right? That or uh, tele- one of those. Uh, and so networks. he hooked up with her, but he had a thing. He had a hankering for news anchor chicks because he had, he had you know, been with the fear. But the other thing that kicked my ass was even from the get, I knew he was a little disingenuous when he did the via Ragosa, you know, I'm such a feminist, I decided that the right thing to do is to mix my wife's name with my name. So now instead of being, I'm v- going to be via Ragosa. It was VR and Ragosa, right? Yeah, via yeah. Ragosa. But then when he married this new chick, he had to add more. And now it's like, I don't know, via Ragosa Mellencamp or something. <laughs> Did she get one. cancer or some shit it's and then he got caught cheating one. on her with her? Yeah, yeah, he got popped. This is when he was in office, too. Hey, everybody got the little John F.K. in him. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> and, and everyone does this bullshit, right? Uh, they still do, but not as much. Like, um, you know what? I made an error in judgment. Like, all of a sudden, that's supposed to fucking negate what you did. You know, once you're in the public eye and you fuck up, you know, it's good to own it, but not do it again, right? Yeah, well, it's yeah, another yeah, way to say it. I'm sorry. Judgment. Anyways, oh, that's the news anchor. <laughs> we all make mistakes, Gene. Yeah, exactly. It's part of growing up. Yeah, it's, it's part of the process. <laughs> that one go, the, it's part it, of the process. What, what, what councilman did they have that video that fool's doing a rail on top of the dashboard? And Mike shit? Hernandez. <laughs> Speaking, Mike Speak. Hernandez. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I mean, they dick. found Playboys in his desk. Hernandez. And they told that, and uh, it's in that like, Emmy book. Yeah, dude, because yeah. he, he was tied from, in uh, with that bullshit, too. But he oh, was Hamble, from no. Silver Lake and Echo Park, that's right? Yeah. That was his district. Um, speaking about evolving, remember when we did our specials at uh, Club Nokia? Yes. At uh, uh, downtown Los Angeles? And then uh, you were in a different mind space then, right? It's fair to say. Yeah. <laughs> no sleep to Brooklyn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to tell you guys I had voodoo there. At least it'd be deluxe like my Roxanne, right? Try to get us to get our get it together. That was a badass show too, man. That was an awesome show. I, 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 
Yeah, Cristela. Yeah. No, Nick Guerra. Yeah, Nick Guerra, Ty Rivera, Cristela, Felipe. You know, in retrospect, I should have um, asked Al Madrigal to do it instead of Ty Rivera because Ty was too green and and also he's a big stupid. <laughs> <laughs> No, I love Ty. I love Ty. That guy, he says mean things, though. He says mean things sometimes. <laughs> to G, to Daddy, to Gene Popa. <laughs> what do you say this P- week, bro? It's a different POV, well, bro. <laughs> you guys got to stop sending each other's shirt, picture with no T-shirts on. Uh, <laughs> hey, he is getting, you know, that guy does have focus, though. I will say that, man. He, uh, <laughs> he stopped drinking and smoking herb, and... He uh, he goes after it, man. He he does shows every night, whether he's on the road. If he's in town, he's knocking out two shows a night. Take my hats off to those guys. You know that's how you got to do it. Um, but uh, yeah, it was Ty Rivera, Cristela, Nick Gira, and uh, Sir Felipe Esparza, winner of last comic. Yeah, standing. man. What's up with that last comic standing? The the background check, though. All right. So your wife gave me some advice, right? I mean, your uh, manager, your uh, roommate. Yeah, man. She gave me some advice, and. Uh, some people we gave me some other advice, and the advice was, you know what? Uh, coming out of the gate, you want to give 110%, everything you got, smoke it. Just pull the doors off the place, right? And then I got people like Rocky Laporte and a couple of people that are like, you know what, dude? Save a few bits for the next round, okay? So I'm like, all right, what, which one do I do? So I had like 14 seconds left, and I could have hit my closer, right? Seriously, I know I would have fucking got an applause break on that one because it just does. Right. It's one of those things. But I did. I said, you know, I'm going to save this for the next round so I can go to the third round. Fucking didn't make it to the second round. <laughs> so Lisa was right, by the way. And you should do that. So, you, so that was my strategy. And I kind of fucked up. And they gave us the option. If we didn't want to go to air, you know, they would uh, honor that, you know. And they were really cool with producers. And they had said, um, you know, one of the judges really liked you a lot. But um, Roseanne and Keenan. Uh, didn't want to uh, go along with it, you know. And so I talked to the guy, uh, Norm MacDonald. <laughs> <He's laughs> I like, went juggy, did Yeah. Hey, uh, Gene, you know, hey, sorry about that. You know, I like the way it, uh, <laughs> uh, you kept doing this, the, the, the jokes, you know, good jokes there. <laughs> you know, Fred Stoller, by the way? You know, you know Rosetta, you're, uh, you're too old, she said. <laughs> 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 and hey, he's younger than you there, Rosetta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bad! So, they, uh, he was really nice, you know, and uh, and so I kind of fucked up. I, I should have taken your advice, and in the moment I panicked. I, I don't know why, but you know, I've and I'm not boasting, but I've done a lot of Conans and late late shows on CBS, and but once in a while, I don't give a shit how long you've been around, how seasoned you are. You fucking get a little anxiety, and you just you know you make a a bad decision. You know that's it was an error in judgment. <laughs> you have the Rocky Laporte moment, and then I cheated on my wife. <laughs> With a news anchor. No, what happened? She was intern. In retrospect, she was doing a van. Let's come stand <laughs> She was learning how to use a mic, and, and then I was like, "Oh man, I should have at least." You know, because then you had that one. It was a peculiar uh, season, though. See, it was a peculiar season because there was only eight episodes. Eight? Yeah. And they just, yeah. And they just went um, head to head. There was no roast. There was no tour guide or other capacity that you would see. How they you just ran eat. through it. it yeah, they like. just ran through it head to head. 
touchdown, and that was um, – but for a second, the Who network was going to pull it. Um, it Clayton Rodman? English? Clayton English? Yeah. The one before? Oh, okay. Yeah. I actually liked the I mean, I like And they the told him by mail, right? He didn't get down. He, they told him he won by mail. Like there was no celebration. Um no no last with with Clayton English? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't really know. But but I know with uh, Rodman, I kind of like what they did with Rodman. See, I don't care about roasts. I think roasts are mean and they're dumb yeah. and you got to practice being fucking, you know, racist and insulting and sexist. Cuz that is what you got to do. Go, oh, say the most inappropriate thing. Well, that's not really that creative, you know, to me it isn't. Uh, but I did like uh, Rodman's season and your season. I mean, you, you know, you guys did. Well, of course, Greg Giraldo, you know, I love him. Uh, and Kindler, like this was a good barometer. And Natasha, this is a good barometer of people that had been in the trenches and, know, you know, know the nature of the beast. By the time you got to Keenan, Keenan had been out of the mix for a long time. So, you know, how astute is he going to be when it comes to, you know, relevant current stand-up? But whatever, I don't mean to, you know, I'm probably mad. Yeah, big stupid Keenan who didn't, <laughs> <laughs> who didn't let me in. <laughs> Ain't over till the fat lady sings. That's right. When <laughs> <laughs> when you got eliminated, did they do like a, a interview afterwards? Did you have to do an interview for that? I was like a little girl, I was so dejected, I didn't want to talk to anyone. Did you show up with your all your luggage and your suitcases? <laughs> Like Guy Tory, I had my last comic standing or bust sign right tucked away. <laughs> Bible no, apricots. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a long, arduous process. You know, uh, you get there around what time? Maybe ten or eleven. Because uh, this was an invite one, right? This was an invite one. I think they did it the season prior. Yeah. Also. Uh, your season wasn't an invite one; it was an invitational. Uh, so this one, they did an invite one. Um, so. Uh, then around, like, I think about 11 o'clock, they just go through the paperwork, and I think I went on stage at about 7 or so. And, but, you know, you do get a little burned out. <clears throat> it, it was a good experience. Just, but uh, I still feel like I haired out. You know, like I should have really gone full bore and I fucking curse. <laughs> Were you going up against someone? I didn't watch. Well, no, I was going against, it? this was just the, the, the beginning, you know, the, oh. the first rounds. But, you know, I think, you know, how I found after, I'm like, you know what, as a seasoned comic, they expect you to smash it. You know, you're not supposed to be at the same level as someone who's doing it seven or eight years. So you should really be smashing it when you come out there. But, you know, those are all things you think about after the fact. <laughs> uh, and my daughter was sad. So that's that's why I didn't want it to air. I said, no, nah, because she'll get sad, you know. And she's not a baby anymore, you know. She's 20, but, but this is like a year ago, yeah. And uh, and then she was sad. I'm like, oh, Bianca, it's fine. I've got another 20 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've done eight Conans. Eight? I thought it was two. No. <laughs> ah, no, I did eight. But I haven't done any since he went to TBS. None? What's up with that? Uh, it's the I same? Think, I think that, no, it's the same. It's a, They switch talent coordinators. And I think the new talent coordinator, I think he likes younger comics and he likes to break comics, which is great. Um, and sometimes they like to put their own stamp on things. You know, and so he, uh, we had we had spoken uh, a few years ago, or a couple years ago, I guess. And so I sent him um, uh, a new set of material I hadn't done on the show before. And before with the other talent coordinator, we'd go back and forth and tweak it, and then it'd be ready to go to air. You know, but with him, he wasn't giving me any feedback, so I just kind of left it alone. I kind of felt like, ah, you know, maybe it's it's the guy's new role and time to move on. You know, because there's a certain point you're like, all right. 
Well, how many are you going to do? Like Jake Johansson did um, 50 Letterman. 50? Yeah. God damn. 50 Letterman. 50, 5 0. Yeah, but he's still. Uh, Not headlining. But he's still. <laughs> yeah, he still can't uh, sell out an improv. <laughs> I'm not being mean because if for a minute back in the early 90s, he'd sell out cops, he'd sell out this room. Hilarious. But, you know, things change. You know, the dynamic changes. And, you know, Jake is still funny, but. People aren't, you know, gravitating towards him like he did, you know, when he was a younger man or, or it was just a different dynamic. Now you you should have a podcast. You should have a hustle where, you know, uh, you've got social media, uh, whatever, Instagram and Snapchat and, uh, you know, Facebook and Twitter. Motivational <clears throat> tapes. Yeah, and TV. <laughs> so you need like all three now, really. I mean, to do, to have a real presence. Don't you think to be relevant? Yeah, you, yeah, have, to, you have to work. Hell yeah. You got to put in the work, right? Yeah. That's what Kevin Hart says. Put in work. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> Kevin Hart puts in the work. You'd be surprised how lucky you get when you put in a lot of work. <laughs> and you get sober, which I haven't done. You've never been sober? Gene Papo, he's over there having drinks with Beretta at the improv. Hanging <laughs> <laughs> out with Tony Blake after the murder. <laughs> the first time I saw this guy again was at Robert the improv. Blake, Robert Blake. He was drinking there with these old actors, bro. <laughs> he taught him how to get away with it. Eh? With the fellows. Remember Tony the Blake used to hang out at yeah. the improv? Uh, Robert Blake. Robert right? Blake, yeah. <laughs> yep. And I used to say, you know, go out to your car and put your gun away. <laughs> This that is, bitch talking shit again? Yeah, this is not, <laughs> this is not the time or place, Beretta. <laughs> Go talk to Rooster for a minute. Dude, that was 70, bro, but he looked like he, he could fuck somebody up still. Hey, he oh. did have the hardcore pimp Rooster, right? Yeah. Because Huggy Bear was Starsky and Hutch. Yeah. yeah. Remember Rooster? You go, you're you like, man, can you get any more stereotypical and regressive than that character Rooster? And Rooster was sharp as a tack, but just the fact his name was Rooster was just a stone, blatant pimp. You know? Oh, what a different time. Shit. <laughs> I knew a couple of Roosters growing up, bro. Looking Rooster. Yeah? <laughs> you were Batman, right? Batman, bro. <laughs> what was your nickname, Gene? What's that? What was your nickname? Pumpalicious. Sat. <laughs> Sad Baby girl, sad girl, sad girl. <laughs> Have you done that show? What's that? Um, this is not happening. Uh, no, with uh Joey, no, the Ari Shafir show. No, no, third oh, season. that you're talking about the. Con- yeah. I, I was, I was thinking the Church of What's Happening Now. I thought you meant the uh, Ari Shafir Joey show. Uh, no, I haven't. You know, I, I thought submit. about a, a story, but I don't know what story I would tell. Storytelling, storytelling seven minutes. But how many minutes is it? Seven. And you stay on point with one story? Yeah. And can you, you can, sneak in bits? Or yeah. You, oh, so you can do like a... You can a, ramble on a little bit and then get to the story. So it's... Oh, okay. So it's like a, a half just, and half. They just got approved for a third season. Yeah, I, I saw that. He was nice, you know, because he put on uh, Facebook that... Um, here's the criteria. Here's what we're looking for if you are going to submit. So at least you know what we're looking for, you know. And I thought that was kind of uh, generous and gracious. Well, Adam Murray trying to submit. <laughs> Who? <laughs> this comedian from Orlando named Adam Murray that hangs out with us. Hey. Yeah, man, I got this cab story. We got robbed. <laughs> oh, man, they got stories they don't care about. One time, my kitten, we didn't even know she was pregnant. She had there was some four story like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like this totally uneventful thing. Yeah, some people were trying to get creative with their stories. There was that one time when I was hanging out, I was going through the friends. and um, <laughs> I wish Vince Champ was on there. Like, if Vince Champ was on there, 
Uh, that would be kind of an interesting story. <laughs> I got a story, bro. Do you know Vince Champ? Do you remember nah, Vince Champ? Nah. Black comic? Black comic, he got, I should make light of this. He got popped for rape, and then he was a cruise ship comic, and he would do colleges, and he got caught, and they pulled him off a cruise ship and arrested him. So He's the guy he, that the chick recognized his voice from yep, the audience, right? And he raped, he would rape a girl, the and then he'd rapist. pee on him, and then tell them to pray for him. So I'm saying he would be a good guest, but I mean, if it... He's locked up right now, right? Yeah, he's doing like long... Like 90 long years or some shit, huh? Yeah, and, and here's the interesting thing about that, dude. Vince Champ. We're squeaky clean. Squeaky clean. Like, so did Bill Cosby. He made Byron Allen... Uh, not Byron Allen. He makes Byron Allen and who's the other guy? Uh, Brian Gumble look like thugs. I mean, this was a clean-cut black guy. Super, hey there, what you guys doing? Well, I'll never tell you something. Me. And, yeah, of course. And and he was very, you know, very Bob and Tommy loved them. Man. <laughs> Got pulled out the ship. You ever done a cruise ship? Hell no. I've done one, and, and I'll I tell you creepy. It was good for me only because I got to uh, see uh, Europe a lot. You know, the, the Mediterranean, <laughs> and also I only had to do twenty five minutes, and there was no language barriers. So that was easy. Uh, clean or yeah, which is nice. But I've heard about people back in the day. No, it didn't have to be clean at all. And I heard about people back in the day getting pulled off the fucking cruise ships with they the send helicopter. A hel- helicopter. Yeah, I've they, they, they take them off of there. True story, because that's what our great Gerardo told me. <laughs> it was that guy. Um, that it was that huh? Fogelman, Peter Fogelman. They oh, put, they put him out of the helicopter for doing an anti-Semitic joke. And when the helicopter showed up to pick them up, the other comedian got off. Oh no! They switched out. Yeah. Oh man, I love that. Oh, that's awesome. You've been switched out of a show where they said, fuck you. <laughs> Not like that. That's going to be the most dehumanizing. <laughs> like they drop off like it's a piece of cattle and then you get yeah. on. You shake the guy's hand. Well, uh, have a good set. No juice stuff. Take it easy. Imagine, like you're trying to imagine being advice. a comedian taking off a boat. You see the other kid. Watch out, man. They're kind of rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> rough crowd on the second show Friday. Careful what you say. Don't be careful. There's this lady there. She's fucking sensitive. <laughs> well, it's good practice not to do any anti-Semitism or anything racist on you on a cruise ship. Fuck that. You know? That comedian wrote a, this comedian, he wrote a book called Comedy Stories. I don't know his name. Um, Richard or... Oh, it wasn't Jenny, was it? Um, oh, I, I think I know who you're talking about. He was the comedy. He was the comedy magic club when they recording people stories, and he made it into a book. That's where I read the story again, and it, so it really did happen. Oh yeah, yeah. They got him off the boat. There's been a couple of comics that, that had that. You know, the thing with cruise ships too is like you can do okay, but that seems like one of those weird subcultures. That as a comic, like once you get in, you can't get out. You know, it's like that's why I get fearful of it. I'm like. Uh, I'd rather, you know, and it does get harder as you get older. Like, I, I'd rather get on the phone and, and grind with Harvey's in Portland to do one of their $1,600 weeks where he just shit and pisses on me, you know. <laughs> go on a cruise ship. <laughs> I, I know that gig, bro. Look at you, bro. You got you to take the train from the airport to his, to the club to get the key. And then he gives you a ride from the hot, from the condo, from the comedy club to the condo, and he gives you the key, opens the door for you. And then you're on your own, like you got to rent a car, right? I, I took a bus. You got to do everything but set the fucking lights and fucking yeah. hire waitresses, right? I mean, it's fucking insane. I took a bus there every night, and I just ran really? after the show to my uh, to catch the bus before midnight to make it back. That's insane. I mean, how fucking chicken shit can you be? You can't fucking have one person, Waste staff? Yeah, one person on waitstaff can't fucking make that drive to at least make the uh, 
uh, comic feel like they're, you know. Somebody? Yeah. Instead of like, yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I had a few comics tell me, you don't want to do that. They said, look, if you really want money. They said, sometimes the crowds are great, but they're also, the guy doesn't police the room. He doesn't, he's that kind of a, he's on a disconnect. That's why it's a big difference when someone actually likes comedy that owns a comedy club or runs a comedy club. If they actually like comedy, that's half the battle. Now it's going to be a pleasant experience. Yeah, We sell food and alcohol first at this place. (laughs) Yeah, food and alcohol. I used to run the Black Angus out here in Cerritos, and uh, now I'm doing comedy. You know, (laughs) that's kind of how they are. That's what they're... I used to work a lot. I used to run a lot of 24-hour fitnesses. Now I own a comedy club in... um, Reno. <laughs> so if you want any passes to the gym, yeah. <laughs> I had one of those cop. No, you ever, I run a cop. You ever work with a passer? You ever, you ever work with a manager or a manager of a club or the owner of a club and right after radio, he wants to take you to the mall to pass off flyers. Oh no, I haven't had that level. I've had, I've had a, I've had an owner, Danny Martinez in fucking Houston, uh, give me a tab at the end of the week, unbeknownst to me. He's like, well, here's your tab for your drinks. I'm like, I had a beer and a shot every show. Okay, well, here's the deal. Your first beer is free, and then that's 50% off. And then, of course, we try to comp you one extra on the way. I'm like, really? You're that fucking chicken shit? You're breaking down like 14 drinks, right, for a four-day run? You're like, all right, so I'm going to pay for half on the first four and the other ones are a third off. Is that how it works? You know, like, <laughs> he's a finance guy. Yeah. You ever? Uh, there was one. I want to really? say this one because it's actually a good club. There was this other club in Texas uh, where the guys like, all right, the features can have domestic bottled beer, but only the headliner gets imported or uh, mixed drinks. <laughs> I've heard of that. I don't know where it is. <laughs> I don't want to say. I don't want to say because no, I like the guy, and uh, it's just a weird. Who knows if his manager came up with that stupid. Uh, idea. Or they're trying to charge That's, us, yeah. and, and they um, step over dollars to pick up pennies. It's stupid. Get the fucking dollars, assholes. Because there's <laughs> shit about the pennies. They were trying to charge us for pizzas when we were at some other club, but we got slick. Every time the owner showed up, all happy. Hey, he says just order anything. Because eh? <laughs> <laughs> the owner won't tell you you gotta pay, but these li- these underly will tell you. So whenever the main guy showed up, hey Nico. Whatever these guys want, they're like family. Extra cheese. Extra cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, and then they will say, do you want these pizzas here? No, we'll wait for them upstairs where we don't have to pay. Because <laughs> they bring the pizzas down, you got to pay. Upstairs, waiting for them, they're free. Because <laughs> Nick was there. <laughs> Let me tell you something before I forget. I don't want to sound like Sammy Davis Jr., but. I was so excited when I saw you at Club Nokia. I'm like, when he showed up there, well, you were in a different space. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> how do I look, by the way? Excited. I don't you, know how I look. Hey, you actually look, when you did it, you actually look cool. You, uh, said you, poured water, you poured water on your head at, on the second show. I was. But also, you turned me out of the band. The band was cool for yeah. the Gross Goals, right? See, me want to have way more fun, but everybody didn't want to have that much fun. They're yeah. like, dude, I got to go home. I think he might have had a long night the night before. I was in yeah, Friday was mode, but everybody Monday. Yeah, everybody was all like. Everybody had the case of the Mondays, dude. My back hurts. But you fast forward, you know, five or six years later, and I saw him like, this guy just sold out two nights. Yeah, Club Nokia, and I know you're Beautiful, totally a different dude. mind space in this day and age. You're, uh, you know, uh, more focused in the way. And don't get me wrong, you know, I get unfocused, 
But uh, I, I thought, man, that's a nice full circle. I mean, you, you, you know, here's, here's a place where you're kind of, you know, meandering a little bit and taking things lightly, and then you fucking turn that ship around. I mean, you were still working, always cooking, you know, but last comic standing and the, just the work you've done the past few years, totally different uh, tip, man. It's kind of cool. I, I almost feel like uh, you're evolving. Thank you, man. <laughs> It seems too that you finally got the respect of the you know the funny comedian that you are you know yeah man yeah we always rock new solid skin, man <laughs> that's how you got to do it man you got to reinvent yourself constantly gotta do something cocksucker how many <laughs> albums have you done one okay see I'm trying to I'm just doing Two, my first no? album think only when did you do that album really the first one the what's up fool no the El fool no one's gonna laugh at you 2011 with um, Scott Montoya. Oh, okay. Oh, then, oh, you did it with the then, label? Okay. Yeah. And okay. then the first comedy album was with um, Gabriel Glass at the Ice House. That's 33.5 minutes. minutes. It was solid at the Ice House. Oh, well, most records are that length. You did that comedy. one before the 2011? Before. And then um, and then in 2000 something, we did one with the Ice at the El Paso. Remember that one? That one did um, the paper cover, right? Oh, never mind. Never mind. And you tracked those yourself? Yeah. No. Do you track? I track it with um, Sound Exchange because I was trying to figure out how to track. It's hard to track mine. You gotta I, go I, I got one right now, and I'm trying to track it. But I have this you know, this young lady's help. You gotta fill out the application Sound Exchange. Have you heard of it? Uh huh. Have you, you have it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They, it's they a they long send me application. Yeah. No, they no they send me checks and everything. But I'm trying. What I'm trying to figure out is the actual technological part of laying down the tracks. Like ideally, if you have a 40 minute, 45 minute uh, album. You want about 11 tracks, right? Yeah. And so you find a way to, what, condense all your bits into three or four-minute chunks? Yeah. But to cut it up. Is that essentially it what track? it is? And just make it, try to make it sound fluid, right? Man, see, that's what I'm not I'm, – I'm, I'm not yeah, good at. By the way, that reminds me, what's up, fool? And I meant to bring it with me today. I didn't. I fucking bought you this button that said, what's up, fool? And it was in uh, San Jose, right? Another yeah. Chicano Mecca, right? Uh, they had this store. I got like all kinds of old school Pendletons that were still in the box. Hammer and Lewis? Uh, I don't know if that's what it, it's between. Down the like, street from the improv? It's between Carl's Jr. and Ross. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Hammer oh, and really? Lewis. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He had all kinds of shit. And then he had this cool button. I go, I got to get this for Felipe. And then when I was leaving Virgil. today, I did a bong hit because my doctor said do one bong hit before I leave the house. <laughs> I mushed out a little bit and I didn't bring everything out supposed to. Got a little loop. Is that the contact? Have you seen? Have you seen the What's Up full thing? No. Oh, it's cool. It's a little homie. You know, I, one of those little homie characters. It's tight. I was like, oh fuck, that's fucking on point. That play you're talking about by Carl's Jr. and Ross is over there in San Jose. That's the play where we we always pass by. And they got those loud Steve Harvey suits too, right? Yeah, oh, they, they got that, that too. Yeah, yeah. Always yeah. pass by the way, those Gilbert Escobar oh. suits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gilbert Escobar purple that, uh, that, Barney that, suits. That yeah. Pachuco clothes, all that shit. The but they suit. got a few like Stetson fedoras. Oh, yeah. He, he, it's a works right yeah. there. Stetsons, all be that shit. 250 bucks for a Stetson fedora. And then you'll have other authentic rockabilly stuff. Oh, yeah. Scars with the piano yeah. keys. Some old dude, right? Yeah. He had some middle-aged vato working there They're, when I came They did in. that movie, fool. That Cholo, that old-school Cholo movie. Fuck, what's it called, dog? I'm fucking drawing up the link right now. 
because they were the original. Duke of Earl. Yeah, because they were the original fucking um. You know the fucking when the cholos get on the megaphone, fucking victory outreach. Yeah. Because they were all hardcore, and then they turned oh, themselves wow, okay. over to the Lord, and that's what like saved them. That's why they're alive today. They say that's why they're all like kind of Christian. Oh, but, this dude, this dude that was working there seemed like one of those. Yeah, Vir- him and the other fool John. Like, uh, they're in the Vail movie. Yeah, they're in that movie, dude. That's Have you seen Duke of Earl? What's that? Have you seen Duke of Earl? Uh-uh. That's a badass movie, Duke though. Duke of Earl is like a movie. It's like um, a gang movie. It's a Christian movie with a message That's about a, this guy named Duke that wants to change his life, Holmes. I don't <laughs> want to be like this no Being more. Hey, I'm tired of the lifestyle, man. I just want to live in peace, Lord. And that's the way he talks. He's like a gangbanger going from being a gangbanger or being a good guy. And he has a, he has a little brother. And it's like the first time you see a chola, a, a white chola in a movie. Yeah, dog. That's Shy his girl. wife. Fool. Yeah. His wife's an Anglo chola? Yeah. yeah. She's a chola, right? And she's a white girl from the hood. She was tutoring some other girl in the movie. And yeah, then they jumped fool. her into the hood. But um, she, she, ran she away switched from, up. Yeah, she ran away from home. She ran away from home because her dad was to beat her. And she goes, fuck that, mija. You could be a family with us. They, they give her a bandana. And then later on, she had, she had a tattoo of Duke's brother. And then, like, he's my man. Don't be so stupid, mija. And all those chicks started showing their tattoos to her. <laughs> he's my man, too. Pendeja. Oh, man. It's a great story. A lot man. of movies idea were stolen from this uh, Christian movie. She was a do- she all was one words, of a dozen dude. side chicks. Yeah, yeah, that. Focus Maybe the loca. All that shit. All that shit comes from that, dude. How's the movie? It's, it's good. It's cool. actually a good movie. You can watch it on YouTube. That fool gets out of jail. He shows that he's going home. This is my jefita. All that shit. Yeah. In there. What's it called? Duke, Duke of Earl. He was going to prison. His mom is crying. Hey, I'm tired of my mommy crying. <laughs> hey, and praying for me. Hey, he's all PCP'd out. Then this fucking cool this huh? fat ass fool who's like a Christian guy, right? He's like a Christian guy. He has that old, he looks like fucking Leonard Velasquez, bro. He's from been through Vicelia. it. Perico, eh? Perico. Orale. And he's trying to walk with a Bible, and there's a mean gang fight at that Pendleton place. Yeah. Where they're buying Pendletons, and they're back in the day when Cholos used to walk around with canes. <laughs> oh, That's trying to look distinguished or trying to play the. Uh, like trying to play the the, the hardcore, right? Yeah. The remnants of, so uh, what's so up, fool? What's up with Pompa, bro? Where the hell Pompa come from? What part of Mexico? Tu sabes aquí en Michoacán, carnal. That's your grandfather's name? Que es Jefita? Jefita is uh, oh, my lady, mom. mom. My mom. Oh, okay. My the boss, the mom. Uh, my mom's uh, parents are from uh, Michoacán. Michigan. My dad's parents are from uh, Mexico and uh, I believe uh, Mexico City. My grandmother. The F.A. And then her uh, William Pompa, I think he is from uh, Sinaloa. Sinaloa, Sinaloa. Yeah, so, where I'm from, yeah. big dog. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of them are a lot of my relatives that are there, except for some in Cancun are dead, uh, because they all kind of came over around the exact same around around the same time. But our little claim to fame that my mom would brag about right back in the day, her my <laughs> grandfather Jesus Rodriguez, right? His brother was a uh, Monsignor. Was a monsignor in Mexico, so they were like staunch Catholics. And then my my grandfather Jesus, he was a little pretentious. You know how Mexicans get. And they lived in East LA, right? And uh, he worked as a cook at uh, the ambassador, right? Uh, so they had a nice house. It was in Belvedere, but he would say Belvedere Hills. <laughs> <laughs> this whole time. That's Jesus. <laughs> 
<laughs> that one little hill in Folsom. Yeah, they would have. To, yeah, 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 exactly. They they would have to play it up. Like, oh yeah, we don't live in we live in Belvedere Hills. You know, I grew up in Boyle Heights, Villas. <laughs> and you speak fluent Spanish, right? Yes, I speak fourteen languages. Now, <laughs> I <laughs> I would speak Spanish to my grandfather, right? To my, to Jesus uh, William Pompa didn't give a shit. I rarely saw him. But uh, but Jesus Rodriguez, if I if I wanted to speak with him, I speak to him in Spanish. And then my brother wouldn't speak to him in Spanish. My brother's such a pussy, and he just he didn't want to. He's just fucking lazy, you know. But <laughs> I don't like speaking Mexican, dude. Yeah, almost a little. That's what, that's what I that's the one that teaches. Like. Sure, what's that? That the one that teaches? Yeah, I used to teach us. Sure, yeah. I met him. Yeah, Mario. No, Mario. Yeah, I met him. He, he, yeah, taught that for ten years, and then he taught at uh, Manual Arts for ten years. Yeah, now he just kicks back at home, whacking at the fucking uh, gay young porn. <laughs> when I met his Leave brother, <laughs> he goes, you know, my brother's gay, right? <laughs> and then I looked at his brother. I didn't know he was gay. Wow. I was kind of guessing when he was sewing his socks. <laughs> <laughs> the fool going to sew his, he brought up, he brought up a toolbox, bro. A tackle box. That's right. I thought we were going to go fishing. <laughs> well, he so the fool had all his tools there, bro. Little scissors. <laughs> spools. <laughs> He was a trip one time. I, we were watching TV, and I'm not saying this is an indicator that oh, maybe. and he knew my old hangout. It was my old hangout, but there used to be a, a gay bar in um, Silver Lake that was hardcore. And he goes, "Yeah, cuffs." Oh shit! Where's cuffs. that at? Cuffs. It's, it's not there no more, bro. That's hysterical. He went to another I think he went to cuffs or the gauntlet. He said he didn't like cuffs because there's like too too many old dudes in leather. <laughs> Yeah, and now he hangs out at the Gold Coast. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, oh, man, this is, this is nasty, man. Old-ass dude with leather. My uncle, don't even have a bike. The Blue hey, Oyster, dog. My Uncle Sal, he owned like three bars at one time, right? And then one of the bars that was uh, it, it uh, that he sold in Montebello, I forgot what that was called. Chico's. <laughs> Chico's. Yeah, Chico's. <laughs> we used to bag off fools with that walker. Shut up. Your gay my brother's, Chico's, eh? Yeah, my brother's students would say, hey, Mario, I saw you at Chico's the other night. He goes, yeah, I was meeting your dad. He <laughs> <laughs> would always talk shit to his students. You mean a lot of Chico's there. That's called Los Chico's. Jim Pompa. To tell you a crazy story, when I was... And Queens was in New York with Mike Robles, and I was waiting for him to cash his check or deposit his check at the bank, or I don't know what the hell he was doing, but some weird shit, some, some weird shit. Scheme. <laughs> but I was talking to this old ass Filipina lady, right? And then she was telling me, you know, are you Mexican? Yeah, I'm Mexican. And she's Filipina, and she was telling me about how she fell in love in the Philippines. With an art with somebody, somebody in the armed forces from America, a and he semen. was chico, he was Mexican just like you. He goes, what was his last name? <laughs> his last name was Pompa. What? Oh, oh man! I thought about you immediately because you talked about your grandfather being in, a, in the Philippines or somewhere. That's insane. So he said he was his face like Brando, you know, light skin, not like you, not dark. He goes, his name Brando. was, he goes, well, his name yeah. was Pompa. Yeah, well, William Pompa went to World War II, and then, uh, but she my was uncle old, was, man, I think. Yeah, it was a trip. My uncle and my mom's like, they were grandfather right now. Uh, and maybe. I thought it was you immediately, but there's probably a lot of Pompas. You know, no, there are, actually, in, in Texas, there's a lot of Pompas. It seems like there's more there than California. A lot of Pompas. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, uh, 
No, my, my mom's side, the brothers, they were in Korea. You know, it's a trip. You get to see what the ramifications are of this. Uh, one of them went in as a medic, right, Willie Rodriguez. And the other one, uh, Robert Rodriguez, he went in and became a pilot, right? And back then, like he was in the Flying Tigers. Back then, Tight. when when you became a, a, a pilot in the Air Force, you could go right to commercial airlines because they were in their infancy. This is like the early, mid-50s. So he ended up being like a captain for TWA and being very well-to-do well, well about this fat place in Fremont. But Willie, because he was a medic, he had told me before, oh, me, oh, man, he goes, I go to a guy, and they're like, how are you doing? He's like, oh, I got to grab his dog tags, try to fix him up. I got 30 seconds with you guy. And so each fucking guy that's wounded, he, he would have to go 30 seconds, 30 seconds, 30 seconds. God battlefield. damn. And you come up, so you can imagine the dreams he's having at night are probably very different than the <laughs> uncle who went to fly for TWA, you know, like, and you kind of see that radical black and white of what happens. Because in a way, if you think about it, the guy that's the medic, this is more of a noble profession, you know, than the fighter pilot, you know, on a certain level. But he's the one that gets the short end of the stick. You got trauma versus no trauma. Yeah. And I was like, I really, he's a hype. I'm like, oh, that's not nice. Because to me, I always looked at it from a different <laughs> perspective because they're my uncles, you know. Who said a hype? <laughs> <laughs> he likes to get high, dog. I really, Gordy. <laughs> That's why I'm always. So, yeah, man. So, there's a Filipina lady involved. That's in a in your world. family, Gene. And you were where in Washington, <laughs> D.C.? Queens. Oh, New York. Queens, New York? Yeah. She man. said she came over during and after the war. She came over back to America. Yeah. Wow. That's a trip, man. Yeah. Pompacs can, can also be Italian and Portuguese. It has a few other little variations. No, she said she was Mexican and living with her. Oh, damn. Nah, just kidding. <laughs> Could have keep his chorizo in his pants, man. <laughs> But that's crazy because a lot of a, a lot of um, um, officers, you know, armed forces, they they have sex all over the world. A lot of babies being born. Over oh there. yeah, my, my homie Shimon, that's in the army, said that I'm, old fools. They'd be a man. Every country I go to war, man, owes me some pussy. <laughs> well, isn't there also like a little badge of honor if you get a war bride back in the day? If you came home with a German war, bride? yeah, that was before they hit Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> it's back in the way. The Philippines, yeah, right? A lot. You had to bring him over. Yeah, I brought this girl from the projects. <laughs> I'm going to bring you over from La Mirada to Santa Fe Springs. <laughs> Let's do this right. <laughs> so what happened? What after the the getting back to the the protests? You were you were banned from NBC, huh? Yeah, kind of. I hit them up a, a few times over the years. You know, I called and uh, they weren't very receptive the first time. I was about five years in, five years after. And I'm like, I got to swallow my pride and make an effort, you know. By then, I had a child also. And so I'm like, all right, you know, you got to try to make amends. Uh, and then they kind of shot me. So I'm like, all right. So I waited another fucking five years, hit them up. Uh, they fucking shot me again. Did it again like five years later. And, and Ross Mark was kind of a dick. And I'm like, motherfucker, you wouldn't even have this fucking gig if we didn't do the fucking protest, you fuckface. Jimmy Brogan would still be there, you retarded piece of shit. But that's not what I said. I was thinking that when he said <laughs> It's crazy, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> what he told me. So no. they're gonna speak out, man. And if you speak out, you know you open the door for other people. <laughs> yeah, it worked out. It worked out. A lot of people Willie. benefited. Yeah, you know I've been on it. Sully, yeah, Sully Clark got a writing gig. Me, you know, yeah. And uh, uh, who else did it? Freddie Soto, may he rest in peace. Yeah, Carlos Oscar, of course, Mencia, Gabriel. Uh, 
few others, you know, uh, a lot of black comics, you know. So that that opened that that kicked it wide open. Chappelle was, had never done it before. Who? Chappelle had never done it. Never. Before. And Chappelle did it after that. Yeah, he was yeah. on the list, but he wasn't the level that he became. You know, he was still scrambling. It was right after Prince and Tights. He had to make a decision. Chappelle had to make a decision between going to Network for a Living Color for Fox or taking the Mel uh, Brooks gig uh, in Prince and Tights. Like, I haven't been booked at the Punchline in San Francisco since 2011, bro. No, it's been so a So I started talking day. shit about the person that books it over and over on, on Facebook, on Twitter. <laughs> oh, shit. And um, now, now I see Latinos getting booked there to headline. Not me, though, but other Latinos. Well, sometimes, you know... I know, I know how you feel, and, and I know who books it, and I, and I love her. But I know how it's different for everybody. But it's true. Like sometimes you're like, "Fuck you!" Oh, you, you, you get off the loop. You gotta remind them you're still here. <laughs> yeah, but if you don't say shit, then nothing happens. I know nothing happens. So I would rather have something happen, and I'm not, I'm not getting it anyways. So I like to fucking at least, cre- you know, wreak a little havoc, and then maybe it'll open up. Uh, but you know. Why not? If you're Why already, not? If you're already not going to get it. If you're not really going to get in, if you're already doing comfortably in other yeah. places, you could do that. Like, we should do a protest about it now, about anything. Ain't nobody going to join that list. But it, I, uh, I would, I would, Gene, but my joke, my, I would, Gene, but my show just got canceled from ABC and I'm trying to get into NBC. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Oh, it'd be tricky now. But I think sometimes, with, you know, in all fairness to uh, the person you're talking about that books those rooms in San Francisco, they they get overwhelmed. There's right now comedy is so fucking hot. It's hotter than it's ever been, and it's better than it's been. Like in the eighties, I started late eighties, and there were so many fucking hacks, and it was just starting to dwindle. Right, but even back the, then, because no. because they were so fucking the generic. Could see me better, but but now comics seem like exactly now comics seem like they make an effort um, to be smarter and funnier and more unique. I mean, a few hacks sneak into the cracks. Like most of these men and women are, are trying to uh, up their game, you know, than than before. And also, the women uh, are more uh, uh, prevalent now, which is nice. Like that hasn't been as suppressed as it once was twenty years ago. Everyone get, kind of gets a, I think, you know, maybe not a hundred percent fair, but everyone gets a decent crack at it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You just got to do good work, right? Yeah, yeah man. Got to put in the work, though, right, Felipe? How many weeks? Right did you, how many weeks did you do a month on the road? A lot. You do like two or three weekends, right? Yeah. The next two, next couple of weeks, I'll be gone for a while. And then when you do them, don't you notice how much fucking material you write when you have all your shows in a fucking row because Hell everything's yeah. fresh in your mind? But if you do a week on, a week off, fuck, you lose half of it. You're off. Yeah, that's what happened to me. You got any dates coming up? I got the improv tomorrow night. Uh, I, will be the Mark- he- I will be the headliner. Uh, Gene Pompa, Wine, Women, and Song. Irvine Improv, 8 o'clock tomorrow night, and then I'm going to New York next It'll week. It'll be fr- what day? What day? Friday? Because this, this, uh, this Friday. Oh, it does? Yeah. So it's people tomorrow. that are there Friday, you should have came to my show the day before, you fucks. Uh, Thursday. <laughs> we want to release this early because we got to leave. Oh, that's all right. No, then I go to um, New York for two weeks and hang out and uh, do some stuff there, get a couple of meetings and just run some sets. Don't be lying, dog. Dude, it's weird. My daughter's in college. I'm freaking the fuck out. I got nothing to do. I'm lonely. <laughs> I got a dog. I got a. I, I, got, dog. A, I got a rescue dog, and uh, I carry it around. Not today, but I usually I carry it around with me now, like in my man purse. And it's a full grown German Shepherd. So. <laughs> it's covered. Get backpacked this. <laughs> What's up, fool? I need company. I need friends.
<laughs> so why'd you do the protest though, Gene? You were just, uh, you just I was fucking that? pissed because I'm like, hey man, my family's been in Los Angeles for over 100 years. Who the fuck are these assholes that think that we don't belong here? Hell we yeah. We were here before it was fucking California, United States. Fuck them. She had Prop 187 happening. You had a, 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 what was it? Some sort of a article. It just came out uh, stipulating that uh, Hispanics were uh, uh, almost 10% of the population, were only 1% of the primetime roles on network television. And one of the networks, I think it might have been NBC, they said, uh, we didn't have time to read the report. I mean, the report's on a fucking flashcard. We're 10% of the population, 1% of the primetime roles. Fucking mix it up. This is not accidental and, you know, this is or unintentional racism. This is hardcore institutionalized racism. And if I may be so bold, the fact of the matter is, these sitcoms wouldn't exist if it wasn't for a Latino-American. Desi Arnaz, who pioneered the multi-camera technique. Yeah. I mean, that's what changed Three everything, and we've made fucking trillions of dollars off of that. So to suggest that we're biologically inferior uh, creatively is fucking uh, ludicrous. And so I, I was very angry, and I was talking to a few friends who remained nameless, and we were commiserating on it, and how fucking, like... Like we felt like Mexican Americans and Latinos were under attack all of a sudden, and we're indigenous to this fucking region. You know, fuck them. That's right. That's how yeah, Chimpopa, man. That's how Jim Popa rolls. There you there, little He's bear. He's Chicano to the bone, bro. <laughs> to the boner. Everybody dog. else just rice blogs. That's it. They don't do. They don't, they don't step up. And you don't think it's the same a little bit now too, or what? You think it's a little different? No, it's it's getting slightly. Okay, put it this way. Slightly. Right now, okay. This is 2016. Okay, we have a black president, and he's in his eighth year. Right. Lame duck. It took six fucking years into this presidency, right? You know how the white yeah. libs in Hollywood love to pat themselves on the fucking back, <laughs> right? And I'm liberal myself, but I'm just saying they love to pat themselves on the back. But they're fucking just as ignorant as uh, conservatives and other people and oblivious. Fuck, you, you're, you're patting yourself on the back because you helped vote in a, uh, the first black president, but it took six, six, six years into his presidency to have a sitcom on one of the four major networks with predominantly black cast. Blackish just came out two years ago. Prior to that, there wasn't one fucking show out of 120 primetime network shows that had a predominantly black cast or Hispanic cast. So, I mean, the, just the irony of that fucking bullshit. So even now, it has gotten better, but we have Gino Rodriguez's show. You've got the show, uh, whatever that is on NBC, the one escapes me, the telenovelas, telenovelas spoof. Yeah. And then there's some shows that will have a mixed, uh, like, multicultural uh, cast. George Lopez on TV Land with Marazzo Vance. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly, right? But, you know, being fucking 15, 16% of the population, uh, even if, you know, we were just half, right? Half of that statistic was shown. We'd, right. have, we'd have at least two dozen shows on, on primetime. So it's, it's gotten better, but it's still shit. Well, we got to do it, man. we got to sneak in a couple of sitcoms. Well, guys like you do it. You know why? Because you got a creative component to you that you're not funny because you're a Chicano, although, you know, that's part of who you are, so it, yeah, it man. seeps in. But uh, no different than a Jewish comic or Italian comic that talks about that ethnicity for a minute. And so, but your most of your material is just very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, cutting edge. Thank you. Cutting edge <laughs> and foxy. <laughs> Universal, man. Yeah, and man. Sexy Gene, talk. We, we, need a, we, need a, we, we need a television, a Latino show that's not a Latino show. We need a show, right, right. period, that right. with a bunch of Latinos in it that doesn't turn into a, a dance show at the end. 
Oh, yeah, that'd be nice. Like uh, Papi Chulo, <laughs> that, like that one. Or the Mirror told, of the Black Show. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that too. We I mean, that's why Lopez, the even though it was horrible. We're going to find those guys. What's that? Every Latino show had a girl saying, we're going to make it a finals. Oh, yeah. Regionals. Yeah, yeah. We got to make it to the finals. We got to go to the nationals. <laughs> those compounds in the air, We got to make it to nationals, man. Those fucking, those fucking skonkas from Montebello talking a lot of shit, eh? <laughs> He's from the wrong side of the tracks. She's from the Upper West Side. What's going to happen when they have dinner? You know, <laughs> melee, pandemonium. Oh, he grew up in the gang-infested streets. Sometimes they're not even on fucking point. The gang-infested streets of El Segundo. It's like <laughs> El Segundo is like a fucking millionaire's paradise. My favorite right. joke that Gene Bumper says is, um, you ever call the wrong phone number and someone else picks up and they go, hello, such and such there? Uh, I think you have the wrong phone number. No, you picked up the wrong fucking phone. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Joe came from this guy yelled at me once. I'm like, hi, is Jane there? And he's like, no, for crying out loud, you dialed the wrong number. <laughs> Jane the Virgin. And, I, and I the one, dial the wrong when, um, the other one is, um, when, um, him and he bought a, 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 a Porsche and he got an extra, he has to work a couple of extra hours at Jack of the Box. <laughs> I'm working 137 hours a week now. Yeah, George, you both say, yeah, but I just bought a Porsche Roaster. <laughs> my wife, I mean, my roommate, my manager, she, uh, when I showed up at Comedy Compadres, right, I was dressed like a stone vato, right? And I had a panel 10 button at the top, and I was just like old school. And she's like, because a bunch of people said, oh, you might like Gene Pompa, right? And she sees me, and I was just fucking around. And she's like, I don't like him at all. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he is so not my type. And then I put on my regular uh, clothes, right, whatever, my evening gown. And, uh, like dog. and so I do the bit about uh, about a new Porsche, right? So uh, I couldn't afford it. I'm going to pick up a couple extra hours a week at work, right, do the bit. So she fucking thinks this gold digging uh, snatch, she thinks I have a fucking Porsche. And so she fucking cozies <laughs> up to me. She cozies up to me. Cold By the time she found out I didn't have a fucking uh, Porsche, it was too late. She was already into Jean Popa. Huh, you're already she, giving her the roadster. She had already gotten a little bit of the love, Teresa. <laughs> she fucked a baby bear. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. She was awesome, too, because she was such a, like, a Catholic-y girl. She was like the first real innocent chick I'd been dating for a minute. The rest of them were fucking nuts. I didn't mean innocent. Like, bipolar. <laughs> well, they were bipolar. You know, even back then, fool. I was did, did a couple of bipolar tricks because I was like, I'm gonna fix them. I think I can fix them. <laughs> Pretty sure I can fix them. The miracle worker over here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, she's probably bipolar. Like, she's got a hot body. No, I'll just fix that. Just fix the bipolar part, and we'll be cool. <laughs> we, got the, we got the polar whisperer. You're not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she needs a coke. What's up, fool? Tonight, Friday, I'm at the theater at Madison Square Gardens, Hot 97 comedy show with. Or April Fools <clears throat> with Tracy Morgan, Dominique, Eris Spears, Dion Cole, a bunch of black comedians. Also, April 7th through 10, Tempe, Arizona. Wait a minute here. I got to hand read it the way it's written. Okay. What's up, everybody? I'm going to be April 7th through 10. I'm going to Tempe Improv in Arizona. Tempe Improv in Arizona, April 7th through 10. April 16th, one night only in El Paso, Texas at the Abraham Chavez Theater. Pack that shit out. We want more than 50 people. April 21st through 23rd, Reno, Nevada 
at the Reno Tahoe Comedy Club in Pioneer Underground. April 28th through May 1st, Houston, Texas, at the Houston Improv with Rodrigo Torres. When the yeah, last man. time you were there? Hey, uh, where? Houston Improv. Uh, I've never been. You want to go? Yeah, I want to go. You want to go? You don't yeah. mind? When is it? April 28th through May 1st. Yeah, I'll do it. I got your plane, hotel, everything. Really? We'll just set you I'm up. in. I'm all in like all Flynn. All you're going to do is 15 or 20 minutes. I'd rather do that. I, I was going to go to Stagecoach. <laughs> I know. I, I was going to go to Stagecoach um, with show. my roommate. And I'm like, well, I don't want to go with my roommate because she doesn't fuck me anymore. And <laughs> so I'd rather go there because maybe there's some little young, you know, uh, chicanita. We'd be like, oh, I like Jean Popa, you know, and I'll do a little bear shit, bring it back, <laughs> get some tail. Yeah, man, they got some good stuff over there. Right? Yeah, 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 the DJ, huh? Hey, okay, aren't yep. you doing a gig with Paul Rodriguez, though? Yeah, are you going? Hey. I don't know. When, when is it, it's though? I saw it on Cinco de Mayo. Oh, Cinco de Mayo. Okay. One night only. Where it's you, only where? me and him. Hammond. Where are you guys? Hammond, Indiana. Horseshoe oh, Casino. Indiana. Okay, I don't know why the hell I thought it was. No, One night only. I think I'm about to do 40 minutes. He's doing 40, and that's it. 45. Yeah, yeah. I want to do Houston with you. That would be cool. I've never done that. I've never done that. Really. What's the name there, man? Your boy. Who? Um, the one that no, actually, Addison Improv is the guy that works there. You probably know her. Oh, there's a girl, that Rosie. I, I was Rosie. In love with. I don't know her. Oh, she's the manager. Yeah, there was a girl there that I fell in love with about uh, 16 years ago, 17 years ago. She must be 19 years old times 16. <laughs> <laughs> she's 34 now. <laughs> she's ready oh, though. There she was 20. She turned 20 that weekend. You know, the first time I ever featured, bro. Oh, that's right. And that's an improv. I, I featured for him and Greg Geraldo. Oh, that was great. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, that's right. You actually met that chick. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, Kimberly. Back in the days. Damn. Give her a shout out and everything. How about your roommate, bro? And my roommate, you know what's funny? She called once and talked to my roommate. And my roommate oh my was like, God. sure, you don't want to leave, leave a number? And she His was little kind of, surfer girl. Yeah, she was kind of, <laughs> <laughs> and she was kind of nervous. She's like, no, no, it's okay. I'm like, shit, you should have left her. You should have got her number. Fuck, I've been trying to get a hold of her. And I'm 69, <laughs> dog. Because, see, when my, when my daughter was young, when my daughter was like about two or three, my girlfriend and I, we would split up all the time. So, like, we try to keep it together. There was a time, uh, timeout bench yeah. for Jim Pumpa and his daughter. Yeah. And then we got married. <laughs> we got married 11 years ago. And then we split up uh, three years ago. I went to go live in the Lakewood Mansion, right? And I bring my daughter to the Lakewood Mansion. The first thing my daughter says is, this isn't a fucking mansion. <laughs> I go, yeah, we got a pool and a pool house. Come on, what more mansion do you need? She's like, I can say fucking Quiznos. This is... <laughs> And then the wife and I went to marriage counseling, and now we're back. Yeah, man. What a beautiful fucking story, though. Is that nice how that worked out? So what's <laughs> up, fool? Please subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe. You have a Twitter? Yeah, man. Gene Pompey fucking Twitter. Gene Pompey fucking Twitter, people. <laughs> and Gene Pompey at fucking Instagram. He puts a photo up every six months. That's right. Yeah, I'm trying to step it up every three months. Last now. one was a Laker game, right? That's right. Kobe! You and the Black Mamba. Oh, brutal watching Kobe play right now. Because, I mean, he's still good. He's still got a little finesse. But you can see where he's he's got, like, Jordan. And he's he's running out of shit. You he know? needs those fucking steroids. It's not there anymore. <laughs> but, but also, he's got no fucking... The team's so shitty. They don't even run. They walk back and forth. It's so bizarre to watch. How are you going to run when you know you're going to lose, dog? That's the thing. They have no incentive. Byron Scott's no fucking roadmap. 
Yeah, man. Jude Pop was the last LA Ram fan. Give <laughs> me the little coffee cup, dog. Los Angeles Rams. You're all happy they're back off of. That's straight. I want to go to a Ram game with him when the Raiders play. <laughs> Oh, I think they're I would love to be in the game with Pompa versus the Raiders. It's going to be a good game right now, actually, because we're both kind of in the same boat. It'd be badass. You picture this fool already arguing with fools, dog. <laughs> are you going to root for the Ch- Rams when they play somebody else, or are you going to be a Rams, period? Yeah, just because they're from L.A. and shit. I mean, but Raiders See, Raiders are an Oakland team, but they had a Chicago head today. coach, and they got here quick, and they fucking got a championship quick. That you needed to be. And, and also a little bit like... You know, uh, when your dad is a Rams fan, you might want to be an Oakland fan. Like, sometimes people rebel. Like, with me, I was born into the Rams because the fearsome foursome, you know. That was the only team we had in L.A. So, of course, you want Roman Gabriel, Rams, and all that shit. So, when Oakland came over here, I'm like, get the fuck out of here with that <laughs> shit. Go back to Oakland, you motherfucking cocksuckers. Be like the Rams. Go back to Anaheim. <laughs> yeah, or go to Anaheim, you fucking jamokes. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, fool? Man, thank you for being on the podcast, Gene Pompa. Hell yeah, dog. Looking forward to working with you April 28th through May 1st at the Houston Improv. You heard it, people. Little Bear, Little Fool, and Little Rodrigo will be there. <laughs> We're going to be there giving out teddy bears. Hell yeah. Come to the merch booth, Mad Hugs. Gene Pompa are there giving out hugs, <laughs> headlocks, <tugs>. rubbing tugs. <laughs> With your little glass of wine and shit. Reach around. You should have your own wine right now, Pumpalicious. <laughs> I know, huh, The only wine. Where's your mangria, dog? The only wine with sparkling. <laughs> What's up, fool? Give us a yeah, man. Yeah, man. This fool eating corn nuts. Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.